Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Crimson Tide Sports Network. I'm Roger Hoover. It's great to have you along for another edition of Crimson Live, and that is presented to you by Alabama One Credit Union. They've been voted Tuscaloosa's best credit union and best mortgage lender. Alabama One, a proud supporter of Crimson Tide Athletics. Today on Crimson Live, we are really happy to welcome in Paul Feinbaum to the show, who, of course, is no stranger to Alabama fans and for his great work for many years as the host of the Paul Feinbaum Show. You can now find on the SEC Network and... And Paul, it's great to have you with us. How's everything going? Roger, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm getting homesick just hearing the name Crimson Tide. Uh, but uh, thank you for having me. It's a great honor. Well, a great honor is something you are receiving coming up this week, the 2020 Mel Allen Award by the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. First of all, congratulations on the honor. I know you wish you could come back to Alabama for the ceremony, but it will be had virtually coming up on Saturday. But congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's something that uh, we were all really looking forward to. Uh, I had the honor of uh, hosting the banquet two years ago, Roger, when it was the 50th uh, annual celebration. And and I can't tell you uh, what a thrill it was just walking around there. You sometimes forget you forget you're not uh, 25 years old anymore. And just seeing the the, the great names from yesteryear uh, blew me away. And just to have a small part in in the hall is, is, is just an amazing honor for me. And, uh, and really everything that, uh, the group that I've worked with for so long has accomplished. And the award is named after Mel Allen, of course, a former voice, the Crimson Tide before he went on to big things in New York. Did you ever get a chance to meet him maybe later in his life? Sadly, no. Uh, I have a lot of friends that did. I, I, I knew his brother, um, who was a radio operator in Bessemer. Um, but, uh, one of my mentors, John Forney, who was the voice of the, the Crimson Tide for 25 years, told me about him so often. Um, and it's a great regret because, uh, you know, we, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, uh, he's iconic. I mean, you, you forget, uh, yeah, I mean, it, for baseball fans, he's, he's the Yankees broadcaster, but for Alabama people, he's one of their, their own as well. Certainly is. And of course, uh, you for many years in Birmingham as a writer and also the host of the Paul Feinbaum show there, uh, the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, recognizing that great work. Uh, Can you just kind of take us through the journey that it was from when you first started the show to eventually moving to Charlotte and having it on the SEC Network? Yeah, it, it, it's so bizarre because I, for some people that, that are young and missed the, the first half of my career, I was a sports writer and I loved every minute of it. I got to cover the last two years of of Paul Bryan at Alabama, which uh, I still brag about knowing him, even though I barely did. Um, and uh, just following all those uh, all those those amazing moments uh, in, in, in Alabama history and them doing starting this talk show about well over 30 years ago. And it slowly developed uh, into where we are right now. And, you know, I. I mean, you, it's always like one of the you, you I've interviewed a million people before, Roger, as you have. And they, they say, you know, you're really not sure what happened to all the years. Well, I can't really believe it's been going on this long. Um, but, you know, not to sound like uh, Randy Owen of the group Alabama, but my home is really still in Alabama. I, uh, I did not want to leave and I cherished every moment. I plan to come back as quickly as I can. Um, but so that's that that just makes all of this even more special. And for you, so many incredible moments on the show from Harvey Updike to all the calls from Phyllis, all the calls from Tammy. But then you get to March 12th and you have your own pretty memorable moment. You're interviewing LSU baseball coach Paul Maneri and you basically tell him the College World Series is canceled and his season is done. I imagine now that we've had a little bit more time away from that, that has to be one of the more incredible moments you've had on the year. Roger, it was it was absolutely chilling. Um, uh, you knew things were happening that day and there was an expectation uh, on that Thursday afternoon uh, that the NCAA tournament would be canceled. 
But when we got the bulletin, as I was introducing uh, uh, Coach Maneri, that the season, uh, everything was gone, uh, not just basketball, but baseball and, and everything in the spring. I mean, you could just, I, I, I mean, there was, there's no way to describe the, the, the shock in his voice and the hurt. And then it was about five minutes later, we had Commissioner Greg Sankey on, and, and he was still fairly uh, rattled uh, from, from that announcement. I mean, he knew the basketball was gone. He had just announced that the SEC was over. But uh, it was, uh, you know, and I think that that day uh, really changed sports as we know it. Uh, yeah, I remember um, back 20 years ago in, in, the, in the world of September 11th, there was a pre-September 11th world and a post. And it's almost the same way in sports, even though sports are now returning. Uh, that is the, the ultimate line of demarcation. And how has your show changed since then? What have you seen the last few months and weeks? Really, it's been unlike anything. Uh, you hear this a lot, unlike anything we've ever been through. Uh, but you know, for the first two weeks, it was almost like we were broadcasting on the dark side of the moon. People did not want to believe it. People couldn't understand it. All of a sudden, you were told you had to stay home from work. A lot of jobs were, were lost, obviously. And then by the time uh, we, we moved into April, uh, we started uh, beating the drum for the, for the college football season. And you, know, you had the naysayers and you had the... Uh, the commissioners and the ADs talking about what they were doing. What was so remarkable as we as we moved toward Memorial Day, there was a sense that we made it. Hey, we, we are going to have this college football season. And then by July 4th, it looked like it had all blown up again. Uh, so it's been a roller coaster. And, and I really feel for the fans. I mean, fans uh, tune into you or tune into me uh, and our colleagues to your college football conversation. And it's been extremely hard. I mean, the idea of just sitting here and and uh, and peppering Phil Steele for an hour on who has the best offensive line uh, units. It's it. I mean, I know we're about to get to it, and hopefully we will. But until now, it has been more about how do we get it done? What's it going to look like? Uh, is it safe? Uh, and will anybody be able to watch it in the stands? So uh, it, it, I, I really feel for the fans. Um, this is not what they bargained for when they put on a talk show every day. But unfortunately, this, this is what they've gotten. And along with that, there have been a lot of emotional moments, uh, not only when talking about the coronavirus and the threat of sports being taken away for a very long time, but the aftermath of the death of George Floyd. Uh, just so many of those calls, and your show has not always dived into the X's and O's as fully. It has looked at the big picture of college sports for a long time, but uh, I imagine you've learned a lot more about the callers in uh, the last few months. Yeah, I would say the first couple of weeks of the aftermath of George Floyd is, is- Unlike anything, and I think I've said this already in this conversation about the, the coronavirus, but uh, that was even more um, unusual because you know, we, we were having conversations on the air that, that I never really thought we would have, uh, that I frankly, even having done this for many, many years, was not prepared to, to deal with. Uh, I found myself just saying, I, I don't really know what else to say. And then you got into the next phase of that, uh, and, and there was a lot of backlash, of course. Uh, and, you know, sadly, uh, the show that, that I do, which has always been a fun show or maybe fans of one school versus the other are screaming and hollering, has become very divisive and, and very political. And it's the one thing I've always wanted to not to do and have a, a sports show become political. But but it's almost been impossible not to to go down that road because I, I happen to be very open minded in, in, in the sense that I think people should be heard. Uh, and sometimes you get what you bargain for there because you really don't want to hear what they have to say. 
and things news can break as the show goes along. And I think yesterday was a very good example of that. On the one hand, you get the news from Virginia Tech that one of their top cornerbacks, one of their best players, uh, Caleb Farley, opting out of the season. And then with almost in a five, ten minute span, you're getting the news from the ACC about their schedule framework. Does that just kind of point to how crazy this process has been about trying to play college football this year? Yeah, I mean, there there have been a number of days like that. And, you know, like any sports show, we, we plan and we have guests and they're in specific spots and all of a sudden it just gets thrown upside down. And uh, you, you look at your, your computer and there's a call on, on hold for 45 minutes or an hour and, and they were three three breaking news stories ago, what they wanted to talk about. And, but it's just what, and, and we, we knew we would be, that we would get to this point. Uh, there was never a doubt that, uh, once the SEC met two and a half weeks ago and the commissioner said something by late July, it doesn't uh, take too much to look at the calendar and know that we're, we're late July. So you expected it this week, maybe next. Um, and, and I don't think we're done with that. Uh, I, I think just because, Roger, uh, there's an announcement on one day, it doesn't mean that a week or two or three from now we may have a completely different announcement. Now, you hear the word uh, fluidity quite a bit. In, in college football right now, but it, you just have to be prepared for it. And uh, you, you go into every program expecting it to get blown up. As we approach uh, 10 o'clock central, uh, what's the latest kind of with the SEC right now? We know the athletic directors met yesterday. We're expecting the presidents and chancellors to meet the day, but how are you feeling about the SEC and the framework they could announce for a possible season? Yeah, I, I fully expect something by the end of the day. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure where they'll land. Uh, I think the models that are out there are a 10 game all, all conference uh, or a 10 game plus one. I, I don't know why they, the, this is just an opinion. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't agree to a plus one, although it would be different for every school where Alabama would likely play its plus one early in the season. South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, uh, Kentucky would, would play theirs late. So that, that could be the one uh, sticking point. But it's clearly going to be a different season, uh, not to sound like every other uh, talking head, but you know, fans who, who are – still thinking this is nor a normal college football season need need to adjust um there won't be anything normal about it uh i hope we get it started on time if we don't i hope we have a semblance of it but all you have to do is look at baseball look at the nba uh, none of it looks the same and I, I think of all the sports college football will look uh, even the, the the least uh, normal i mean i was watching uh uh, some old game on the other night, and, and I won't mention which one it was in 2013 when the fans stormed the field after a 109-yard kick uh, uh, field goal return. Hmm. But the, the point being, what made that such a great play in addition to the great play? The reaction of the fans. I mean, uh, I've interviewed that guy. Maybe you have too, the guy in the pink uh, button-down shirt from Alabama who stood there, who became famous for just being in shock. Um, but it's such an integral part and, and I, I really, as much as I want to see college football, and I hope we, we do, and you do as well, uh, what will it be like with uh, 5,000 fans in the stands cheering? It, it will be totally different. And what concerns you the most between now and when a schedule could be announced and then getting through the summer camp between now and really kickoff? What concerns you the most about uh, what you need to see to make sure that this game can be played? What concerns me the most is that the students on the, on the, on the football teams 
don't act like I acted when I was in college, where I completely disregarded everything I was told and did what I wanted to do with no fear or favor of, of, of what would happen to me as a result. And, and what I mean by that in simple terms is you have students who are going to start coming back on campus very soon. And, you know, they may not all be in classrooms, but uh, I'm as, a, as an 18 year old, I'm, pr I'm probably pretty sick and tired of living in my parents' basement for the last four months. And if I can go to school, I'm going to school. And uh, yes, I know what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do, but you're, they're probably still going to do it. And what that means in simple terms is players are going to interact uh, with, with students who may have uh, COVID and we could be looking for some serious interruptions. You've, of course, covered the early days of the Coach Saban era really on a daily basis and have always uh, been watching this Alabama program, and you've got to know him a bit as well. How do you think he handles a season like this and the preparation for a season like this just based off what you know about him? Uh, I think it could be a real challenge for Nick Saban. Uh, I say that because Nick Saban uh, is is a process-oriented person. You know that. That's, that's what his motto is. Um, and it, the thing about the process it's consistent. Everything is the same and everything may not be the same. And on a Monday, uh, Nick Saban may be getting ready for Georgia and Greg Byrne knocks on his door and says, well, we're, uh, we're not playing the game this weekend. I mean, <laughs> Nick Saban does not want to hear that. Nick Saban only knows what's in front of him. And, and I think it will be a real challenge. Now he's, he's one of the most adaptable people I've ever seen. Uh, you've seen that with his coaching staff. You've seen that with what happened with Tua last year. So, I mean, I, I know he'll be able to adjust, but uh, it, it will be uh, extremely difficult for him, I think, to have to deal with that reality if it happens. Yeah, if it happens. Again, there are so many ifs surrounding this college football season. Uh, if we could just take a look at a normal Alabama team, just what do you like about this Crimson Tide team heading into this year? I think this is one of the best Alabama teams I have seen on paper. <laughs> I haven't seen them in person. Um, I, I think they have everything. Uh, they have a quarterback who may not be as good as last year's starting quarterback, but he's good enough, and the backup may be better. Uh, where have we heard that before? Uh, so, uh, you know, with Najee Harris, with, uh, you know, a really strong offensive line, uh, the defense is solid across the board. Uh, I, I th and, and Nick Saban, I think, has been on a mission. Uh, while, Nick said, while a lot of coaches were at home, uh, trying to figure out uh, what the next move was in March and April. Nick Saban was working every day. Uh, he never uh, he 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 figured out a way to deal with his team, and he especially figured out a way to deal with recruits, which has been evidenced by all the commitments lately. So, I, I really think uh, I've done this a few times before, but I, I really think Alabama will win the national championship if we get that far. Um, I think there's motivation. I, I think there's uh, experience. The coaching staff is solid. It's it, what I mean by that is it, it, it has not been rocked by as much change as we have seen in recent years. And, uh, it, you know, there's, Alabama over the last 10 years, it has, has, when the on the years that it has missed, has not missed by very much. Um, I just think this is this team looks really good. And the people that have seen them practice have told me that uh, they look even better than they'd anticipated. Of course, your show has had to adapt during the pandemic to make sure it's able to go on every day. The look and the feel is just a little bit different. Uh, for your network to broadcast college football games coming up this fall, uh, have you heard anything about some plans that may be in place or what it could look like on television when we do get to have games? 
I think the look will be the same of the games. Uh, I think there is still some question on on where the where the broadcasters will be. I think the I think the biggest change is going to be sideline reporters. I, I think that as you can tell already with the games we've seen, you're not going to see them rolling up and down. Um, I, I don't think the actual game itself will will look any different. Uh, I mean, but you know whether you take the the game day uh, type show out on the road, I think is 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 very questionable. Uh, I think all these programs will be on, but uh, they will not look the same. I mean, we we used to do our show every Friday last year on the road at a college campus. I mean, no way that's happening this year. Well, as we start to wrap things up, we keep hearing about a Paul Feinbaum sitcom, <laughs> and there's been a lot of rumors about who may play you. I'm, I'm kind of curious, who are some contenders to play, say, Nick Saban or Eli Gold, or which actors have really voiced their support to be in those key Crimson Tide roles on the Paul Feinbaum yeah. show? <laughs> You know, Eli Gold is probably going to be the most challenging because uh, where do you find someone that can replicate that, that voice? By the way, I, I don't mean to get uh, off track here, but I know Eli has an affiliation with this this, this network here. Uh, Eli Gold really is responsible, and, and you can blame him for giving me my start in radio. Uh, many, many years ago, he uh, asked me to uh, fill in for him when he uh, went down to uh, Daytona to do a, a NASCAR show, and, and that's how it all began. And he has been not only a tremendous supporter, uh, every step of the way, but but an incredible friend. Back to the sitcom. Um, I, I it started a couple of years ago, and and it's really moved down the road. Uh, we are now to the point where there is a team together. There's a big Hollywood production house. There is a fairly well known actor who has agreed to play, and he is part of the he is part of the presentation. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm I, I'm not allowed to reveal it because until something is signed in Hollywood, they don't want you to. But but he's 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 fairly well known. And it's incredibly exciting. Uh, I think it will, if it if it comes to be once Hollywood is up and running, it will be one of the more remarkable things uh, that I've ever been involved with. Even though my involvement is nothing more than sit in the back of a Hollywood production company, buy an expensive uh, pair of sunglasses, and act like I'm important, even though I have nothing to do with it. Well, we certainly look forward to when that does come together. Until then, we'll keep watching the Fine Bomb Show from 2 to 6 Central on the SEC Network and listening, of course, on ESPN Radio. Paul, it's been a thrill to really talk with you today. We've really enjoyed your insight, and congratulations again on being named the 2020 Mel Allen Media Award winner from the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks for joining us. Roger, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. All right, and thanks, fans, for watching the Crimson Tide Sports Network.